Welcome, this is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, and very happy you tuned in today. I think we have a really interesting show, and looking at the Word of God, perhaps a psalm that maybe you've not considered how it has application to our lives today. But uh, it is a beautiful day, and David uh, Abu, thanks for being here, David. Absolutely, great to be here with you, John, as always. Part of the show, and yeah. um, again, we do thank you for tuning in, you know, Coming through COVID this past year, people have really been somewhat isolated, disconnected at times. And the, the real beauty of radio is you can stay in touch and you can also uh, get shows that we did in three months mm -hmm. ago, five months yeah. ago. Everything is basically archived. You're able to get it. But now if you can't hear good uh, because via the radio, uh, you may want to just live stream us. And you can just go to www.wnzn.org wnzn.org and then you'll uh, find us with pretty good clarity but like i said before i'm really grateful for the opportunity uh, to share this morning with david and also to look in god's word you know in, in changing times when everything seems topsy-turvy around us jesus says heaven and earth will pass away but my word will endure forever the bible the scriptures they have mm -hmm. a certain amount of um, stability to them they're not yeah. going to go anywhere i mean we're reading a book that's arguably more than 3,000 years old. If you go back to Moses and the book of Job and all the way up to the New Testament, but it doesn't it, it doesn't change in yeah. the sense, you know, we don't have the revised edition and we don't need a supplemental book. You know, David, it just keeps on rolling along. And that's what we sure want to does. look at today. Yeah. And so what I wanted us to look at was Psalm 19. Uh, psalm 19, C.S. Lewis thought this, he thought this was the greatest Psalm of all the Psalms, Psalm 19. And we're going to look at it this morning and see how this might have application in our lives today. So if you're at home, you listen to this show. If you have your Bible in front of you, just go to Psalm 19. And this was written approximately 3,000 years ago. Written by, uh, they believe it's David. At this time, maybe he was a shepherd boy. We don't know. Of course, he would later become king of Israel, the probably most famous king of Israel. But at this point in time, he's, he writes music, you know, yeah. and plays music. We know he is very skilled on uh, what we would call today, like the harp, maybe a type of a uh, guitar. The lute, a right? Lute. We had yeah. Iman on, and he was playing the lute, too. Exactly. Last week. So, David, maybe if you want to read sure. verses 1 through 4. Right. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech night after night they reveal knowledge they have no speech they use no words no sound is heard from them yet their voice goes out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world in the heavens god has pitched a tent for the sun okay thanks david so yeah. here we see the writer of this psalm opens up and now you know again this is david maybe he recalls the day that he was a shepherd boy uh, laying in the fields, looking up into the sky. Yeah. You know, he'd be out there day and night with the sheep, of course. And he makes this statement, the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So he's looking heavenward, skyward, and he's, he says, what I see is a declaration of the glory of God, or God's handiwork, if mm -hmm. you will. It's a display. Uh, and then he says the atmosphere or the firmament also uses that word handiwork. Now, Bible scholars would often say God has revealed himself in two main ways, uh, in a sense. The first is the book of nature. That's yeah. general revelation. That's what we're looking at. Right. It's just what's known as general revelation. This is open to all people at all times. And then we're going to come down lower, and which is called specific or revealed revelation, when you get into the Word of God. Yeah. But there's a lot we can tell by just looking at nature. You see, there's a whole lot. And when he says... The heavens declare the glory of God. Then he kind of repeats it. Yeah. The firmament show this handiwork. But notice he's saying, day unto day utter speech. So all day long, God is speaking, so to speak, to us through his creation. Yeah. You know, day and day. So I was saying the other day, if somebody is 50 <clears throat> years old, that means they have over 18,000, what was it, 18,350 days. At least they've been alive on this mm -hmm. planet. 18,000 days that they, you know, woke up in the morning, the sun was there, and they go yeah. to bed at night. But 18, object lesson, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And 
the idea being here though it it utters speech so it's like a speech is communication you know i always say if i'm thinking a thought right now david you wouldn't mm -hmm. know what that thought is because it's mm -hmm. hidden yeah it's only known to me but if i speak and say baseball that which was once hidden and known only to me has now been revealed to you right but the agency that reveals it is that word so you yeah. know something you didn't know before that right. I was thinking of the word baseball. Yeah. So too, we don't know anything about God unless he reveals himself to us, right? Because he's so far and above and beyond us. But if he speaks, we know that how did he create the heavens? Yeah. He's, he spoke them into existence, right. you know. And now we're reading, so to speak, that speech. Yeah. What did he say? And, you know, when David looked into the heavens, he wasn't looking at spiritual heaven, per se, where God was right. enthroned. But the heavens of the blue sky and the night sky showing the beauty of the sunrises and sunsets. So, so that touches on your point about the two key things, um, two elements uh, for the Bible. Exactly and right. God's, you know, uh, incredible um, strength and glory. Yeah, and plus, it's not only that he created it, mm -hmm. but he's finally tuned it. Right. I mean, I was reading this the other day about the sun. You know, he's going to yeah. go on and talk about the sun. Yeah. But the sun, I mean, this thing is, is so far away from us. I right. Think, um, uh, it's, it's approximately um, 93 million miles away from the planet yeah. Earth, right? It, it's, um, yeah. it's at 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's pretty hot. I'd say so. It takes eight and a third minutes for the light from the leave the sun to reach the Earth. Okay, that's how... How the distance we're dealing with but yet when that thing comes close mm -hmm. we can go outside now and feel the sun without being burnt to a crisp mm -hmm. you know yeah or if it, it was pulled away just a little bit further we'd all freeze exactly and but it's just finely tuned so number one we see god he created it but he also finely tuned it if the moon's a little bit further off the waves would come further into shore. You know, the ebb and the flowing of the tides, the control. Yeah. Everything is held in a real fine balance. Yeah, and when you look at, when you think about the size, the awe, the grandeur of the sun coming up, that just gives you some idea of how significant God is. Exactly. When you look at the size, the engineering, and the awe of that, and, and I think that's, that's one of the things, John Wright, that David's trying to convey here. Yeah, he's yeah. saying, look at this. You know, and again, it's not a once in a lifetime you're going to see the sun. It's every day. Yeah. And the sun is really, in a sense, they've used that as a metaphor for God, not a symbol. But it's the idea that his light is all over the world. There's no yeah. world that's hidden from mm -hmm. his light or the warmth of its heat. And it, it affects all of us. It affects life for growth, vegetation, everything. Our eyesight is dependent on sunlight. Yeah. You know, it's just imagine how dependent we are on it. I think the big thing for me uh, when I think about that is he, his grace and mercy, he gives that to everybody, mm -hmm. every creature, regardless of how they're acting or what they've done in their exactly life. Exactly right. And so, you know, when you think about that for a minute, I guess that really forces us to reflect and think about when we hold grudges against people. Yeah. Um, you know, what are we doing as Christians? Exactly so, right. Yeah. yeah, the whole issue of forgiveness. So then he's going to say here, okay, day unto day, utter speech, night unto night reveals knowledge. See, there's that revelation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. That means it's meant for all people right. at all time have this spectator seat mm -hmm. of the spectacular night sky or creation. Yeah. And yeah. now what happens is that man will often worship this. That's why about 25% of modern day people believe in horoscopes and astrology. Mm -hmm. Ancient cultures, Babylonian, Egyptian, Assyrian, we're not supposed to worship yeah. creation. Sun God, right? We're supposed yeah. to worship the creator. Sure. We're not supposed, but see how this, yeah. David, David is saying this is God's creation. These things didn't create us. And when man comes under and puts, subjects himself to the, the stars or the zodiac or all that, it's, it's, it's idolatry. It's exactly what God doesn't want him to do. Right. But David's got it uh -huh. right when he says, it declares the glory of God. It right. tells us something about God. And then he'll use this poetic language. Their line has gone out through all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. See that? All words, language, speech. Yeah. It's all that idea. God is trying to communicate with us. Right. Now, having said that, when we go to Romans 120, and we'll come back to Psalm 19 in a minute, uh -huh. 
the New Testament, Paul picks up on this in Psalm, uh, I'm sorry, in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Remember what we just read in there in um, yeah. uh, Psalm chapter 19. Right. And okay, now look at Romans I got it. chapter 1. Let's start maybe with verse uh, 19 and then go to 20. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Notice this now. Oh, he, yeah. That's picking up on Psalm 19 when he says, Because what may be known of God is manifest or shown to them, for God has shown it to them. You know, so shown it to who? Shown it to everybody mm -hmm. that ever looked at nature, ever looked up the night sky, left it. He says, for since the creation of the world. See, it goes all the way back to the beginning yeah. of time. It doesn't yeah. say us people in the 21st century mm -hmm. or people during right. the New Testament times. It's all people from the very creation of the world. Notice it says his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Yeah. So what do we see? Well, number one, we see his power. Number two, we see his ability to sustain everything and hold it all in perfect yeah. balance. Right. Uh, you know, the sun is going to come up at a very specific time this morning. Yeah. It's going to go down at a certain time. You mm -hmm. can gauge it. The moon is going to wax and wane, the full moon, the autumn. Yeah. Everything is like, it's like a Swiss watch. Right. It just happens we're on the inside of it, looking up at it. And then he says, so we know a lot that there's a God. He's intelligent. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a designer. Uh, he's a God of order. Uh, and we understand this by the things that are made. That's why Abraham Lincoln said, everything that I see teaches me to believe in a God that I do not see. Yeah. Am I right? Absolutely. Everyone, Amen to that. Because <laughs> if, if people don't believe God did it, they have to come up with other explanations. Right. Yeah. There's a big bang or these, these pro products of uh, gravity, electromagnetic mm -hmm. and molecules all somehow fit together yeah. in a very unified order fashion. Yeah. And so you use a microscope or a telescope, you're still going to see incredible design. Yeah. And so Apostle Paul wrote Romans 1, correct, mm -hmm. John? Yeah. I mean, he basically, as you said, uh, he made it clear that we do not have an excuse for rejecting God uh, who gave us evidence of his power and wisdom. I, I wrote this down, too. This was by Aristotle, and it's cited in Spurgeon. Uh -huh. He was an English Baptist preacher. Sure. Should a man live underground and there converse with the works of art and mechanism and should afterwards be brought up into the open day and see several glories of the heaven and earth, he would immediately pronounce them the works of such a being as we define God to be. That's it. So I think we, we, get, we forget because we've seen it since we were young. Yeah, right. But if, if you were to bring you know somebody out who's, who's never seen the beauty of it, they would immediately think, wow, you know, there's got to be a divine creator here. Well, I mean, if we only had a sunset every every yeah. two years, right. there'd be lawn chairs and cars parked out by Lake Erie. <laughs> I mean, every you know, it yeah. would just be spectacular. Right. You know, but that's every day. Mm -hmm. And so what we get into the ignorance of repetition. Right. Because we take it for granted. No we take it for granted. How often does and, that happen in everything in our life? Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that especially true in relationships. I, I, you know, I think the most the most interesting two two single events, the rising of the sun and, you know, the the, the setting and then mm. the moon coming out. Right. If that doesn't bring us back to, you know, the fact of what we're dealing with, I don't know what, what will. Yeah. And again, nobody's yeah. without excuse, it exactly. says here. Nobody. Now, here's the issue, though, in Romans 1. If, yeah. if, we, if we know this, he says nobody has an excuse. Right. And we turn our back on that revelation. Look what happens in verse 21 through 23 of Romans. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Notice that. Once they turn yeah. their back on the Creator, yeah. they're going to start worshiping creation. Yeah. And so this is a very powerful thing because they, they did not glorify Him. What does the psalmist say? The heavens declare the glory, glory of, of God. God. 
And so if that doesn't cause you mm -hmm. to be thankful, notice they were not thankful. Do you notice yeah. that? Because this is one of the characteristics yeah. of somebody that's not a believer. Right. You're not thankful. You, you know what I mean? We should be thankful we're sitting here, that we should be thankful we have clean water. We should be able thankful we have a Bible in our own language and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, you know, but it also, I think some of the things that, that I've heard too, John, is people that were believers, when they have a critical issue or a real devastating event in their life, they forget that God is, is in the world yeah. and that he loves us. And I think the, the best way to see that, even when you have hardship, is just by this very event. Exactly. Um, so exactly, uh, and we don't. We never have all the answers of why an event happened in our life. Um, so yeah. now, what happens? Notice, belief determines behavior. Yeah. And because they don't want to worship God or even acknowledge God, <clears throat> it says, verse twenty-two, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Man, when he turns his back on God, he becomes a fool, because he thinks, mm -hmm. well. Everything started with an explosion. Right. And man isn't so special. We're just evolved from a higher level right. of primate. Right. We're just a higher grade animal. Mm -hmm. Or um, there's no God that looks after us. There's no design. Mm -hmm. There's no great plan. Mm -hmm. All of these things, we become more and more ignorant. Yeah. We really do. That's what he's saying. We, even though we think we're really smart, professing ourselves to be wise. Well, oh, we have iPads and jet airplanes and we can do this and that. Yeah, but knowledge does not is not the key knowledge is good information is good but the key is wisdom all you're getting with mm -hmm. more and more knowledge is a higher educated uh sinner yeah no kidding you know so now we don't kill each other with sticks and stones we need nuclear <clears throat> bombs and biologicals yeah. and chemical warfare so yeah he says then they change the glory of the incorruptible god into an image made like corruptible man birds and four-footed animals and creeping things notice they made Images or statues mm -hmm. like man, yeah, like birds, four-footed animals, creeping things. What did the Egyptians have? Remember the golden calf? Yeah. Or they worship the sun, the moon, the stars. Or they'll make a statue of man and mm -hmm. bow down before a man. The crazy thing about what you just said is Moses was on the mountain mm -hmm. getting the Ten Commandments when they did that. Yeah, exactly right. Are you kidding? I mean, yeah. wow. Yeah, exactly right. So you see this downward progression. Yeah. Now the upward progression would be when you start seeing mm -hmm. God's glory in the nature, and then you start becoming thankful, right. and you're saying, oh my mm -hmm. God, truly, you are a good God, and I want, to, I want my life to line up with your plans. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy, thy will, will be, be done, done on earth as, as it, it is, is in, in heaven. heaven. Right. So, just as he he's uh -huh. he's a, he's a law he's a lawgiver. Uh -huh. He has all these physical laws to keep, especially the planets all mm -hmm. in the right motion yeah. and certain distance away. Oh, it's phenomenal. I always say it's like we're in the inside of a Swiss watch. The old times, seeing these thick gears moving yeah. like this. But then that should cause us to to want because he's a, a physical lawgiver. Yeah. The, he's also a moral lawgiver. Yeah. You know, and he gives us a moral <clears throat> law, and we seek to to know that moral law so we can obey it and please him. So we're aligning our lives with his great plan. You know, it's just like you got to do it with the physical. If I, I if I go out and jump off a bridge, well, he's got the law of gravity that's <laughs> going to interrupt my sincerity, right. like, right. hey, I can fly. Or it's like an old friend of mine says, if you go against the grain of nature, you're going to get splinters. You know, if yeah. you, you know, if you drink a, a bottle of whiskey every day, you're going to break the law uh -huh. of anatomy. You're going to get right. cirrhosis of the liver. Right. You know, you smoke a pack of cigarettes every day, you're going to get probably lung or throat cancer. It's just, but if we obey God's laws, if we acknowledge God, that can impact our life. Absolutely. And make it go in the right direction. Absolutely. And then in Romans, I'll move off of there in a minute, but as a result of this, remember I told you, belief determines behavior. Look what happens to man. This whole catalog of sins and misbehavior comes in. Verse 24 of Romans 1 through 28. Go ahead. You can, okay. can read that one. I, the, I was looking at something else. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, lust of the hearts, dishonor their bodies among themselves, exchanged the truth of God for a lie. That's see, turn their mm -hmm. back on God. Worshiped and served the creature, the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For yeah. this reason, God gave them up. See, if we give God up, he gives us up to go our own way. Okay, you want to do this? Then do this. Um, 
he says, for vile passions, for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also men leaving the natural use of an, a woman burned in their lust one for another. Men with men committing what is shame. See, all this immorality and misbehavior comes in even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. You see? Yeah. We give up on God, then God says, okay, you have a free will. Here's where you're going to go. It's like a parent. You want the best for our children, right? Mm -hmm. But if they want to be a prodigal, mm -hmm. they got the freedom yeah. and the free will. You hope they return. But God the Father is like that. He doesn't yeah. want us to go in that direction. Right. But if we turn our back on him, worship the creation, yeah. maybe organize our lives around mm -hmm. a, a, my horoscope or right. astrology or whatever, right. all this moral in, in behavior is going to come. Right. It's going to come. That's right. So you see how yeah. it works. It's very interesting. Yeah. And then he goes down this whole list of sins that will now come into play. Yeah. Starting with um, verse 29 through 32. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetedness, malice. They are all full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, uh, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, oh gosh. inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Man, there's a bunch. Where we're at today. There's a bunch describing me. Though they know God's righteousness decree that these who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them. I mean, you know, that's really... Right. Man, in our sinful nature, I mean, you know, I'm just saying myself, there's a lot of this stuff that you deal with daily because of our, our sinful nature. Right. And you got to remind yourself, hey, man, you know, we're Christians. We, we got to push past this stuff. Exactly right. But it, it, it afflicts us every day, some of these attributes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, th again, that's what happens when man does not look to the heavens, yeah. sees the glory of God in creation, worships the Creator... He'll, he'll debase himself by worshiping creation. And, and the big one in there, haters of God. Yeah. I mean, John, that's a big issue. Big issue. Especially when you think of the world pandemic. But you, based on what you just said, the beauty of God is, let's go back to the sunrise and sunset, but remember that we have free will. We're the ones creating the mess that we're in in a right. lot of ways. Uh, and, but he lets that go on because he's given us free will. Right. Right. So we can't be blaming him for, you know, murderers, serial killers, rapists, addictions. He's given us free will. Yeah. And he's yeah. given us his word. Right. How to avoid those things. And do. All right, let's see how this operates. Yeah. In, in an example, yeah. in Acts of the Apostles. Then we'll go back to Psalm 19. Right. But if you look at Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, uh, something very interesting is happening here. Uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14. Just to set it up, this is where Paul and uh -huh. Barnabas are traveling. They're missionaries, right? They're going mm -hmm. into these different cities. Yeah. Well, in verse 6, they go to this city. It's a Gentile city. Yeah. It's called Lystra and Derby, the cities of Lyconia. And so they're preaching, uh -huh. but they encounter this crippled man. It's in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, verse 8. And they pray, and he rises up. He's, right. he's got strength he's healed for them but when when this happens look at the response of the people in verse 11 uh through 13. you want me to start with 11. Sure. yeah when the crowd saw what paul had done they shouted in the lyconian language the gods have come down to us in human form barnabas they called zeus and paul they called hermes because he was the chief speaker the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. Now notice, see what they yeah. did here? God does a miracle. Paul prays for this man. He gets healed. But do you notice what they say here, the people? Yeah. The gods, plural, have come down right. to us from the sky. Right. You know, these are deities, if you will, like Greek mm -hmm. mythology, right. so to speak. And 
they call Barnabas Zeus. This is a heavenly kind of a being. <laughs> and Paul Hermes yeah. because he was the chief speaker. So they're relating these to false gods. And they think Paul and Barnabas are these guys. Not only that, they want to offer a sacrifice to them. Yeah. See how far men can get no when kidding. they get their eyes off of yeah. God? And then Paul will come in. Of course, they, they tear their clothes. They can't believe, what are you doing? Don't worship us. He says in verse 15, men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you. And we preach to you, turn from these useless things to the living God who made the heavens, see? Yeah, made the yeah. heavens Back. and the earth and the sea and all Everything things that are in them. So he's saying, don't worship me. Don't worship the sun and the moon and the stars. Worship the one that created the sun, the moon, and the stars. He's the one. Not only has he done that, but look what he says in verse 16 and 17. In the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Notice that? Yeah. He's saying God has provided you this universe. Mm -hmm. He's given you rain. He's caused the crops to come up. And he's given you good appetite to yeah. partake of this. And then he's given you emotional joy. Yeah. And that's all came from the hand of God. Be thankful to God. Worship God. And then they, they go crazy. It says in verse 18, With these they could scarcely restrain the multitude from sacrificing. They're so happy but now you see he shifted and he starts telling things about the Word of God. Yeah. About the God of the Word, the God of the Bible. That's, but it starts kind of like with the heavens, you know. It right. starts, it's very yeah. interesting how yeah. it all fits together. Yeah. The same thing today. When people look at the, try to get an explanation for the sun, the moon, the stars, the solar mm -hmm. system. So, mm -hmm. like I said before, you look with a telescope, you look with a microscope. Mm -hmm. All you see is incredible design. It's like if you could take a piece of DNA and see made by God on it, or you know, the, the sun and the moon made by mm -hmm. God. But nevertheless, he's got his imprint all through creation. Yeah. But we willingly, it seems like mankind is willingly ignorant of that mm -hmm. or doesn't want to investigate it. So that'll take us back to chapter 19, unless you got anything else on that. No, one. that's good, John. So now we'll go back to 19 and shift gears just a little bit uh -huh. from creation. Okay, mm -hmm. now he's going to switch here. Now look at verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statues of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Okay, now he's going to shift from what's called general revelation mm -hmm. or natural revelation. Now he's going to come to the Word of God, which is called specific revelation. Mm -hmm. This We can learn a lot by looking at nature, but there's a lot we don't know. We don't know the attributes of God. We don't know the condition of man. We don't know the plan of salvation. We don't know what to do to please God. All of these kinds of things we don't know by just looking at it. But now God reveals it to us. Now what the, what he's going to do here, the psalmist, he's going to give us six statements about Scripture. Yeah. He's going to give us six titles to those, what they're called mm -hmm. testimonies, the law, the commandments. He's going to give six characteristics and six benefits for keeping the mm -hmm. law, keeping the commandments. But the one you just read, the law of the Lord is perfect. See that? Yeah. Nature is not perfect. we got to remember that. When God was finished creation on the sixth day, he said everything was very good. But then it, it there's a fall to it. You know, sin enters into the human situation. Death enters in. We're in a different place today. Go on. But it, and I think the law of the Lord, creation tells us much about God but the word is going to tell us a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And ourselves. Right. And the thing about it, the law of the Lord is perfect. See, the scripture is not in a fallen state. No, yeah. That's why it says it's purified seven times, seven. It's uh, creation. You know, we have tsunamis and volcanoes and cancer and mm -hmm. all this. God created it in a really good state, but it's fallen. Yeah. You know, nature's fallen. And one day it'll be restored at the yeah. end of the age. Right. But not the, not the word of God. The Word of God is perfect. Yeah. That's why it says uh, it, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And that's an important thing to remember. So, John, um, when you think about what we just said, that His Word tells us much more than creation about who He is, how do we get people that, that are resisting looking at the Word to take a peek at it? W would you suggest they start off? Because if you start reading the Old Testament... 
you know, Genesis is great, but then you start, right. you know, it's a little more challenging for the new believer. Would would you recommend they go right into the New Testament with John? Or, or I mean, what would you suggest? Just to get him to at least take get a peek going. at it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I would definitely get him started in one of the Gospels. Now, Mark is the simplest. It's only, I think it's 16 chapters, uh-huh. and it's a lot of action. But many people will call the Gospel of John the Gospel of Belief okay. because it clearly lays out who Jesus is right in the right, first verse. Right. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Uh-huh. Later it'll say the Word became flesh and dwelt among. So it really sets that up. And then it shows why he's God. Mm-hmm. He forgives sins, he raises the dead, changes water to wine, right. all of these things. And just to your point, David, if they'll just read one chapter prayerfully mm-hmm. each day, It'll take you 20 to 22 days. Say, God, reveal yourself and let the word of God speak to you. Don't try to research it all out and all this other stuff, but just let the word of God. And then he will get you to a point. John says at the end of that book, I've written you these things that you might believe and believe and you'll have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Then, yeah. then again, if, if the person comes to Christ or is really more curious I would have really encouraged them to get into a Bible-believing church because they're going to have fellowship. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear the Word of God. The other thing, of course, um, if you're having a hard time reading the Bible, listen to it. You can yeah, just go to YouTube. That's one of the beauties today. You can just listen to, let's say, the Gospel. Do you of have any recommendations for, you know, is there a specific uh, site or is there something that you listen to? When you're listening to the Bible, no, you have a you preferred can, narrating. No, you can or? just go to YouTube and okay. then you put in uh, Gospel of John narration okay. or Gospel okay. of the Book okay. of Ephesians. Okay. So then that's going to start getting you involved. Somewhere you're going to have to get with other believers. Yeah. You can't There's do this no alone. There's no way around it, man. You can't do this alone. No. It's like true of anything. And then you will grow. If you really seek, you will grow. Yeah. Will. I mean, it's kind of like uh, being on a football team but never practicing. Yeah with the starting lineup. Yeah. I mean, so if you're going to be on the Christian team and Christ is our quarterback, you got to show up for practice. And yeah. practice is being in the Word, but also sharing it with other people yeah. and learning from other people's interpretation of it and seeing how it affects them in their life. Mm. Because I, I think, uh, you know, the blessing I've had with you and Marie and our family uh, is the fact that we get to see... Uh, all the incredible miracles that have hit you and your family with your 40 plus years of missionary work, how you give to the community. And, and that's kind of, that, that gives you energy. Uh, I mean, it really turbo, turbo charges your wanting to get more in the word and wanting to see some of these things for your own family and for your own walk. Uh, you know, so it, it's, it's imperative that you get with, uh, with other believers. Yeah, I, I, yeah. To your point, David, yeah. I would encourage them. Like, where would you direct them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the Gospel of John. Okay. After that, sky's the limit because yeah. once you, one, and then you want to find a mature believer, mm-hmm. men with men and women mm-hmm. with women that can help disciple you and get you going with prayer, see answers right. to prayer. Yeah. And I'm talking real, real answers to prayer, real life, oh, you know, yeah. changes, miracles, miracles. I mean, yeah. there's not, there's no getting around miracles. I, I you know. It's, it's really incredible when you believe, you know, everybody said, well, we haven't seen miracles since Christ or the prophets were on the planet. That's not true. Yeah. That is not true at all. Uh, it, I, I can't tell you, and, and you've experienced those too. So it uh, in your own life, you're going to see it. You're going to yeah, see it. Yeah, God is yeah. for us. You know, you serve a good God. Yeah. So now back to Psalm 19. Right. Um, this is critical. The law of the Lord is perfect. Verse 7. Converting yeah. the soul. That's right. the key. Yeah. As beauty uh, in nature and mm-hmm. we love it. Uh, the key is you go to the word of God, you find out how to save your soul. Right. You know, the Bible clearly says to as many as received him, to them he gave the privilege to become a child of God. John chapter one. And then he says he uses these different terms for scripture, law, mm-hmm. testimony, statutes, but it's all fairly similar. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. That's an important thing mm. because there could be PhDs uh, out in the world today, yes. very intelligent people. And they don't believe in a God. Yes. They don't listen, believe in the Bible, won't even look to the yeah. Bible, think that all creation is just time and chance and just happen this way. Mm-hmm. And they're very intelligent, but they're not wise. No. See, wisdom is the key. And it says here, 
The word of God makes wise the simple. It makes wise the simple. So it's not either or. You want to get information. You want to get an education. You want to be skilled in you know, making a living. But nevertheless, do not neglect the word of God, which is going to make you wise. Wise is a very, very practical way how to live life. Yeah, but John, um, you know, just looking at that statement, making wise the simple, people think, regardless of their, if they have a Ph.D. degree or, or they, they have just a, a high school diploma, right. a lot of them that I've talked to uh, feel that the Bible is extremely complex right. and it's not simple. So how do you, how do you move that, that, that stone in front of them, that boulder? I mean, what do you tell them? I mean, do they have to pray that the Holy Spirit opens their eyes? I mean, what is the, what's the formula for that? Well, I think... It, to get to this, yeah, it says know. It says in First Peter, as a newborn baby, desire the sincere milk of the word. So you're not going to start out with real heavy teachings yeah. on prophecy mm -hmm. and what does the book of Revelation mean and all the different mm -hmm. sacrificial system in the Old Testament. You mm -hmm. start at the beginning. You know, you get the ABCs of the word of God, the deity of Jesus Christ... Mm -hmm. Death, burial, resurrection. Mm -hmm. Why do we have four gospel writers? Why does he love us? Yes, he came he... down from you know his paradise. Why to did save he have us? to die? Right. Why did he just yeah. teach us and then go back up to heaven? That's All of good. these things. That's yep. the sincere milk of the word. Then you get stronger like a baby, and then he can eat solids. Jesus mm -hmm. says, "Men shall not live by bread alone, but yeah. by every word." Out of... Then you then you start <laughs> understanding how this thing is put together. Yeah. And then he says, Paul says to the Corinthians, I wanted to feed you strong meat. Right. Deeper teachings. Yeah. But when you're ready for that, you're ready for that. But otherwise, at whatever level you're at, mm -hmm. God can meet that need. Right. And it will happen. It's, it's, it takes time, patience. Oh, yeah, it does. We just have to put ourselves in the right position. Yeah. To use your analogy of a football team, you go, you try out, mm -hmm. you're working out off-season, you're studying film, then they're gonna you go on the field for practice, mm -hmm. then you get into a scrimmage game. It takes time before you are the standout or a key player on a Friday yeah. night, you know, high school. And it's like anything else, you know, when you when you're practicing with the first string all the time, you get into a rhythm yeah. because you know their mannerisms, you know what you can expect. You also trust that individual to be there, uh, and it's the same with God. I think the more we exercise our faith. The more we commit to being in the Word, the more favor He gives us. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what I've seen, John. But He wants you to put the work in. You've got to put some work in. Just like Iman said, who was here, uh, that Lebanese singer who's now turned pastor, um, he said, you know, you, you got to exercise your faith, but you got to put the work you in. you got to do it. It's, it, it's not just going to be assimilated into your brain if you don't spend time in it every week. It's sowing and reaping. Right. In other words, if you wanted to build a business, right. you're going to invest in that business. You're going to mm -hmm. research. You're going to get investors. Mm -hmm. You're going to get find out yeah. some of the best people. You're investing. You're, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can't just sit there yeah. on the couch and hopefully all mm -hmm. this stuff is going to happen. With a sport, you got to invest and work out and learn it. If you want to be a good golfer, Maybe you're going to pay a pro golfer to mm -hmm. give you two hours less in a week or so. Mm -hmm. You're investing in yourself. Anything worthwhile takes a certain amount of commitment. Yeah. But this is like the most important thing. So if you get up and you read the yeah. scripture three chapters a morning, yeah. if you pray and maybe have a journal, if you hang out and fellowship with people that are more spiritual than yourself mm -hmm. that can help you along, mm -hmm. Every, all of us are in process. Mm -hmm. um, if you commit to a church, yeah. if you... If, if you um, there's so many ways that can you can grow spiritually, but what happens is, is a lot of times what I've noticed. I mean, I didn't even know Christ before mm -hmm. I was 27. Yeah. But we just kind of go along and get along, and life takes over. You know, with the busyness of life, distractions. You know, I'm gonna buy a car. I hope to get a new job next year. We gotta go get the kids to a dental appointment and their soccer team. So before you know it, life has just got you on this kind of a hamster wheel. And you're not looking at yeah. what is really important. That hamster wheel is really what the, the real problem is uh, for being in the world, uh, in the Word. And if you don't aim at anything in terms of what you want to accomplish with the Word, you're not going to hit anything. That's right. And so, you know, even if you can just spend 20 to 30 minutes a day in the Word, you know, even try every other day. Hey, start off with once a week. Yeah, right. And just see the impact it has on you. Yeah, and don't get That's discouraged. All. 20 to 30 minutes once a week, 
and then increase it. Kind of like you're starting to jog for the first yeah, time. Right. You're not going to go seven days a week, 10 miles a day. Right. Right? So and anyway. Sowing and reaping. Yeah. It, 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 you will see results. Yes. You will see results. Yes. But again, you, like you say, Dave, put in the time, be deliberate, be intentional. And then he says here, mm-hmm. um, this verse 8, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. There's a certain principle that you can have joy uh, as you hide the word of God in your yeah. heart. You see, you, Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you that your joy might be full. That's in John chapter 15. Uh, there's a certain amount of, uh, Paul's in a prison cell in yeah. Rome, and he's writing, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Well, why could he say that? Well, he knew the word of God. He knew it said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. So here we see the rejoicing. Then he says this, um, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. You see, spiritually, the Bible says we're blind before we come to Christ. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, if this gospel be hid, it is hid to them whom the God of this age has blinded. There are people walking around that are spiritually blinded. I was like that. I didn't understand this oh, stuff. Yeah, I me didn't. too. Then when the lights went out, like Saul, yeah. he was knocked to the ground. He was blinded for three days. And when the lights oh, now he gets it. And then he starts preaching Christ from the Old Testament. He got it. So the Bible can give light to your eyes, your spiritual eyesight. Yes. Then he says, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Now, the more you read the Bible, the more you have a healthy fear of God. You know, God is God and I'm not God. And he, you know, I should seek to please him. He loves us. He's a merciful father, but he's still God. Absolutely. And one of the things we've lost as a nation, maybe as a people, is the fear of God. That's why people will use God's name in vain so much. There's no fear. There's no fear. One of the things being into the word of God, into the Bible is you you develop a healthy awe and fear of God. And then if um, then he says, the, the, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Yes. Now, we know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It says that in Proverbs. But he's showing us all these things Scripture now provides that creation couldn't provide for us. And then if you look at verse, we'll start wrapping it up. But if you look at verse 10, uh, you look at verse 10. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold, and they are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. Okay, now he's saying, here's how yeah. valuable this thing is. Right. More to be desired than gold. Back then, gold was the standard of wealth. Yes. Today, yeah. it used to be anyhow, it's the standard of wealth. Right. You know, it should be, but <laughs> the gold standard. Yeah. But he's saying, they're more desi- nothing wrong with gold, but you've got to put a higher priority on spirituality. Gold will come and, mm-hmm. you know, profits and business, etc. Even then, fine gold. Well, fine gold was the best gold. It was refined. It was cut thin, maybe for jewelry, mm-hmm. whatever. He's saying, don't esteem that for your life. Too many people make that their life's goal. Gold or condominium mm-hmm. in Florida, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. These aren't bad things, but it's not the best thing. The best thing is get this word of God. Yeah. And then he, that's the outside is gold on the outside. Inwardly is honey. Interesting, they both are golden color. You know, they right. had bit, but honey was like the most desired food at the king's table. It was sweet. It was give you energy. Yeah. He's saying, this is worth more. Now, this is key. Verse, Moreover, by them your servant is warned. See, one of the things the Bible does, it warns us. It tells us how to avoid danger, how to avoid temptation, how to avoid. It's what the Bible calls walking circumspectly. If you have a really good map in your hand, you know where there's going to be a road washed out. You know there was an accident coming up the road. Right. You know, you're warned. Too many people are like driving their spiritual car without heeding warning signs. You know, and their, yeah. their lives and marriages are disastrous. And, and you think about, I mean, you talk about massive wealth. I mean, David was extremely wealthy. Yeah. But it's he's really known for his riches. It's more about his great heart towards God. Right. Look what he's telling us there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. So there's the warning, but the flip side of the warning, keeping them, there is great reward. Mm-hmm. As we know God's commandments and we keep them, there's great reward. And, and John, the other thing, going back to the pure part about the word, this is only going to help you in your life. It is not going to push you into sin yeah. by being in the word. If you've heard that being in the word 
possibly twist your mind and it pushes you, that's a false yeah, doctrine. Yeah, right, right. That this is all about helping you and rev revolutionizing the way you look at the world. Exactly. And uh, it's going to change your life. And, and your there'll family. be a reward. It yeah. says in Hebrews chapter 11, yeah. he that comes to God must believe that God is and yeah. that he is a rewarder mm -hmm. for those that will diligently seek him. Yeah. Well, reward what? Well, healthy relationships, strong mm -hmm. marriage, strong family, answer to prayer, open doors in education, business, it, ministry, all, yeah. whatever, health. The, the other thing is, when we go back to wealth, we think of, I mean, I think about a lot of people that are struggling. And, you know, um, when you're in the Word, you know, it, it's incredible how things just happen around you. Right. And you're provided for more than you ever expected. You know, um, it was interesting. We were watching a show over the weekend about nature and the migration of the blue whales to the Antarctic in the seasons. And they showed uh, a satellite photo of the algae bloom from space that occurs where the whales are going. And then the heron there are feeding on the algae. Whoa. And then the whales come and they each eat a ton of heron a day. And then you have the, the sea lions, the porpoises all going there working together to feed. Where on earth does that come from? Yeah, right. You know, right. when you think about that. So in your life, when you have challenges too... He will provide for yeah, you. Right. Just like that in exactly. nature. Yeah, exactly right. right. Now, uh, I like the fact that in keeping them there is not just reward, but he says great reward. Yes, so yeah. that's a good one. Now, this I really like, and we'll close on this day yeah. these last verses. Now, right. notice what happens here. The psalmist says, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Right. Now he's this is the interior life, right? For the individual, the psalmist that's writing this. Mm -hmm. He starts out by looking outside at the sky and the mm -hmm. universe. Yeah. Where does he end up? Within his own heart and his own mind. It's beautiful how it comes downward here. He says, Keep it's a prayer. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. In other words, I don't want to commit sin because I don't even know what I'm doing half the time, yeah. but your word will reveal it. Don't let them have dominion over me. In other words, I don't want to be bonded to the chain of sin in my uh -huh. life. Then I shall be blameless. I shall be innocent of the great transgression. Notice he wants to live a good life before God. How does he do that? By taking the word of God. You know, yeah. It says, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Then he says this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Notice my heart, the individual heart. Starts out with the starry universe looking outside and above. Now it ends up at a single person at the inward, most inward part of the human being, which is his heart. And he said, let my words of my mouth, he's, the meditation of my heart be what? Be acceptable in your sight. Yeah. That's what we really want is to please God. Yeah. Our so, words, our man, thoughts. So how heart. important is that? When you take a look at where you're getting, um, you know, your support or your accolades, in, in this world, and that's really where we go down bunny trails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, the focus is even looking at David, uh, King David, uh, and everything that he went through, his extreme wealth, but look at his love for God and his focus. That's uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. When he says, let the words of my mouth and mm -hmm. the meditation of my heart. So we want our words. Right. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, a man speaks. Whatever is in our heart, we speak it out, right? Mm -hmm. And it'll say in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, uh, something very interesting about this whole idea about the Word of God. You'll say this. Oh, Let Colossians the, 3, go ahead. Uh, if you have it, uh, Which, chapter 3, verse 16. Yeah, I have it. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. See that? Let yeah. the Word of God dwell in you richly. That's what the psalmist is saying. He wants the Word of God in him, yeah. and that's going to result in teaching, singing, even having an inward singing, uh, uh, what mm -hmm. you would call a spring in your step, so yeah. to speak. You know that you're in right relationship with God, right? He, he wants us to be happy. He wants us. He wants he us, wants to, be us to be happy. Even though we have life's challenges. Right. And uh, certainly David did. I mean, he was being hunted down by Saul, and he's being look trapped. at Paul in prison. Yeah, Paul in prison, still, still happy, content. Whether yeah. they were going to kill him or just let him sit in the, you know, in the in the cave that he was in, right? Exactly right. So, so then the psalm will say, 
Um, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, yeah. my strength and my redeemer. So he's going to call them three things here. Lord, my strength, my redeemer. That's very important hmm. that he comes to this realization. Lord, of course, you want to be Lord over my... But he says, you're my strength. I'm not Basic, I'm not going to depend on my own strength. You're my strength. And then he calls him my redeemer. Notice that's a very interesting term. To be a redeemer means that you are... you. Redeem means to buy back. Yeah. To buy back. And he's calling God here redeemer. Yeah. You're the one that bought me back. Mm -hmm. And of course, New Testament will say, we've been purchased or redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. It'll say that in Peter. That's mm -hmm. the purchase price. And knowing these kind of things, in summary, it's very powerful. I think especially at this time of the year with autumn, which I consider like the best time in Ohio. Yeah, Wednesday. Like yeah, you tomorrow. know, is it is that the Wait, start? Wait, is it the 22nd? That's I fall. I think you're right. It's tomorrow. Oh, well, yeah. it's the start of autumn. It's appropriate, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. But um, it's just, here's what happened to me. I was living in Southeast Asia for years, four, I think three, four years. I had to come home for a conference. And it just happened to be in uh, early mm -hmm. November. And I was driving down Lake Avenue in Cleveland, Babylon, and the leaves, I hadn't seen this in years because it's, over, it's mm -hmm. the tropics over there. And the leaves were like red and orange and yellow. And this, I'm like, it's like I was going through a cathedral with stained glass windows. I'm thinking, what? But I think somebody that see that every day maybe couldn't appreciate it as much as I did because I hadn't mm -hmm. seen it. It was just yeah. like God pulled out the, the paint box or something. It was just painting all these and they're all going to be gone in a month and a half and they're all going to be covered with ice and snow which glistens on the moon you know it's just this beautiful live show god yeah. is putting on right if we can see it right but we don't no by kidding large, you yeah know? just like that nature show unbelievable yeah unbelievable we have to shut our phone off yes. and turn our tv off we're only talking about 20 to 30 minutes before you start your day as we said before, it, it is going to change your life. Yeah. There's another way to say it. No, you bring up a good point yeah. because we're more and more we're living in a man-made world. Yep. Streets, cars, yeah. elevators, uh, yeah. even the screens, you know, our iPads or iPhones. And all. Right. And we're getting more and more away from God's world, mm -hmm. which is looking at the sky or looking at the yeah. river or like you said, you know, looking at the, mm -hmm. the, the migration of whales and this. We have to get back sometimes, walk in the park or even mm -hmm. go in your backyard or something. But to refresh our spiritual batteries by looking at the God of creation. What what would you give <clears throat> to have uh, an exorbitant amount of stress leave your life? Yeah, we're telling you the formula, right? Because God has given it to all of us. We're trying to tell you a formula that works. Yeah, yeah. So in in that regard, you know, please take a look at it. Even start once a week. There you go. Yeah. Well, thanks, David, and thank you all for tuning in. I uh, really enjoyed looking at this Psalm 19. Oh, yeah, this was great. Hope to have uh, some guests coming on. We've had several in the past month and a half. Hope to have some in the near future as some uh, other topics that we'll be coming up and discussing. So once again, this is WNZN Radio, Lorraine, Ohio, uh, 89.1 FM. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. And maybe have just a blessed weekend, just uh, enjoying God's beauty. But also... As David said, to be into God's word. Maybe a good starting point if you've never started before would be the Gospel of John. So God bless you. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless.